grace and peace to you this week. I was thinking about doing some work on how tired we're getting with the COVID thing, but as I listened to Pastor Paul's devotion this week, gave me just what I needed, so I'm going to switch gears, and I hope you've listened to it if you haven't already. I'm going to switch gears and going to read to you a bit from Jim Nestigan and Gerhard Ferdy's classic book on Luther's small catechism called Free to Be, and reflect with you about our names. Our names. Hmm, interesting. Now, Free to Be is out of print and written way back in the late 60s, but I consider it one of my most prized books of the faith. And if I were you, I'd look for one online, find a used one and get it if you don't already have one. The one I have is kind of cool because it was given to me by Ed Rowe, a retired pastor who was a member of SLC for many years, who's now with the church triumphant. So let's dive into the chapter on the Eighth Commandment. You shall bear, not bear false witness against your neighbor. The chapter entitled Fencing the Heart starts out this way. Do you think God knows your name? It might seem impossible. You're just one person. Not only one in a million, but one in a billion. But God does know your name. In fact, when he made his decision to be your God, he gave you your name. It happened when you were baptized. As the pastor spoke the word and washed you with water, God joined your name to his. God not only knows your name, he also is concerned about your name, just as concerned about your name as he is about his own. Now, Nestigan and Ferdy go on to talk about the importance of a good name and and how that good name gives us freedom and, and life. But how our old turned inward self wanting to have that good name often resorts to cutting down others or degrading others' good name and reputation in order to build ours up. And they talk about how this happens in law courts and whatnot. But then they say this. Now, the old Adam degrades other people's names to build up his own whenever people talk with one another, whether it is at school, in church, or a restaurant, or on the phone, or on paper. And he has a whole arsenal to hunt with. One of the old Adam's weapons is slander, saying something false about another person that damages a person's reputation. Another is betrayal, passing along someone else's secrets or other information they'd prefer to keep quiet. A third is gossip, truths, half-truths, and rumors that put other people in a bad light. All of these weapons are easily used. They strike quietly in little comments, like, that teacher isn't fair, that girl is stuck up, that fellow cheats. No matter how small they seem, these comments can do terrible things. In fact, whole sexes and races of people have gotten bad names from small comments. Men have taken away part of the good names of women by saying that they are less able than men. Groups that seem different, such as African Americans or Indians, Native Americans, Hispanics, and other minorities, have lost much of their freedom because of these kinds of attacks. Once 
good names are lost. The freedom that goes with them is very difficult to regain. So to protect our good names and our freedom, then, God has forbidden the old Adam and Eve to use any of these weapons or to do anything else that hurts somebody else's name. God goes further, too. He commands us to care for our neighbors' names. That includes defending our neighbors when others speak ill of them, finding opportunities to say good things about them, and giving them the benefit of the doubt when they do something wrong. So I'd ask you, I'll stop there, and I'll ask you today just to reflect on how these words written way back before social media might apply today. I'd ask you most definitely to think about how these words direct your dealings with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. But I'd also ask you to reflect on how they might inform how you deal with those who have very different convictions on social and political issues than you do. Unfortunately, truthfully, sadly, we don't have very good role models in the public sphere for this kind of living and practice. Remember Luther's summary of this commandment in his small catechism is that we're to put the actions of others in the kindness of lights. Let's do what we can to protect the name of others. I think Jesus did say something about as we sow, so shall we reap. God's peace to you this day.